Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Baby Bowl edition, the conference championship Baby Bowl podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I'm Wes Easley, one of your hosts, at loafing it over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with that little underscore there on the back side of it. And let me bring in the daddy of the Baby Bowl, Rob Norton, at Norton 0722. Three. Rob, it's been a successful football season for the Baby Bowl, and I know it's been a successful season for you on DraftKings. Yeah, yeah, been doing well, um, especially in the playoffs so far, so I can't, can't complain too much. How are you doing tonight, Wes? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm fair. I'm fair to Midland. I think that's what the saying is, fair to Midland. I'm doing okay. Um, I didn't do well. I, I don't know if I did well or not last week in the Baby Bowl. I don't even know where I'm finishing. I think I have everybody in striking distance, though, Rob. When I looked at my score, I said, hey, I see the top spot, and I think I still have a shot at the top spot because I have a lot of players left, and we're going to talk about some strategy here for the Baby Bowl over the last two weeks. And I guess that's the rest of the year. I, I, we don't do Pro Bowl, right? We we still do two weeks left in the Baby Bowl because I know we shut off the Baby Bowl regular season like a week early. So, yeah, uh, we got two more weeks left and it'll be some interesting strategy depending on, you know, what players, uh, people at the top of the standings have played and what they have left. Yeah, I uh, was watching the standings a little bit last week. I think you posted something on Saturday and I went, where am I? Where am I? I don't see my name in the top 10. Well, wait a minute. We always have the Baby Bowl winner on, so I'm always curious as who's leading, who's going to win the contest and stuff like that. And I saw, like, in second place on Saturday, I think, it said Heath Cummings. And I said, Heath Cummings, that name sounds familiar. No, I, I knew who Heath was. And I, and I went, oh, all of a sudden I became a big Heath fan because I'm like, if he wins, I've got a good shot at having Heath Cummings come on the podcast. And I get to talk to two of my favorite people, Rob Norton and Heath Cummings. And so, Rob, let me bring in Heath Cummings to the podcast. Hey, welcome, Heath. Wow, wow, wow. That was a fantastic introduction. Thank you guys very much for having me. Thank you for uh, the Baby Bowl, a, a fantastic tournament that I really enjoyed last year and, you know, obviously for a good cause. And, uh, you know, thank you for letting me finish in first place this week. <laughs> it was part of my plan. Rob I, Rob, I remember last year when you put Heath into the Baby Bowl chat for a minute. And it, it it just popped off like, hi, Heath, hi, Heath, hi, Heath. You know, everybody got real excited. And it was really fun to have Heath in there. And I asked you, I, I DM'd you, I said, how in the world did you get Heath Cummings to join the Baby Bowl? Tell everybody how you did that. I think, honestly, I just reached out to him and, and uh, sent him a message, asked if he'd be interested, and, you know, broke it down, explained what it was. And he said, yeah, he'd love to. So, you know, Heath, again, thank you so much for, for uh, being a part of the Baby Bowl, supporting it. We We appreciate it so much. You know, I'm I'm glad to be a part of anything that we are doing in this industry that's actually real and means something and is helping somebody. I think, you know, we get to have a lot of fun. I'm particularly blessed that I get to do this for my full-time job. And so any time that I can be a part of something that's doing something to raise money for a good cause, I'm glad to do it. Well, that's one of the things I did notice about you, Heath, over the years, even just watching you participate in different things, because yeah, you're a great fantasy analyst, and you know you're on the CBS stuff like that, and all of us regular goons out here, we we look at something like that, and we that's what we aspire to be, and that's what we try to do, you know. But then whenever I see somebody like you, who has made it in the industry, give back to the community as much as you do, not only in charitable events, but also coming on podcasts like this one and like other ones that I've seen you on. Uh, it's just a wonderful thing, Heath. So I congratulate you on that. And I applaud you for that, I guess, more importantly. 
Well, I appreciate your Southern hospitality. Uh, the, the voice is just fantastic. I'm not going to get over that in the next 45 minutes. I thank you for that. Uh, but, but like in all seriousness, like you said, all of us other guys, I, I was one of you other guys. I went to college at first to get into journalism and lasted six months at that gig. And it turns out they did not like gambling or um, <laughs> intoxication on a regular basis. And so they kicked me out. Um, I had a, had a family and became a salesman and I sold cars, I sold houses, I sold insurance, just anything I could to make a buck. And I was just writing articles for free in my fun time at night and eventually got lucky enough to get a job at football guys and somehow turned that into a job at CBS sports. And like, it's all been a whirlwind. I, I every day don't feel like I actually belong in the job that I'm in and I'm just, I'm happy whenever I get a chance to do something, like I said, that is is doing good for other people. That's cool. That's really cool. Well, I, I appreciate you being part of the Bay Bowl, too. We had 164 contestants this go-around here in the Bay Bowl playoffs. Rob, have you made the donation yet? When do you make the donation to the charitable uh, uh, events? events? I'm planning on I'm planning on making it here either – usually I try to do it close to Super Bowl – Mm-hmm. Um, for the playoff version, whereas like the regular season, I always do it on, on November 1st. Um, but yeah, so probably closer, closer to Super Bowl, um, is, is when I'll do it here. Okay. Well, let's go over Heath's lineup from last week. If you don't mind, I don't have it pulled up. I was so giddy about having Heath Cummings on. I said, I don't need his lineup. I don't, but I'll tell you what, as Rob fishes around for it, because I know Rob can find it real quick. Uh, so we no worries about that. I remember you putting Travis Kelsey in there. Uh, at least I'm 99% sure you put Travis yes, Kelsey in yes, your lineup. Yes. You go. Nobody he was just, winning last week without Travis Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing what that guy does each and every week. My question for this week, before we get into all the games and everything, though, I, my first thought is like, okay, how's he going to do that next week against Cincinnati? Because Cincinnati's going to know that's coming. And he's like the biggest weapon. He's the only weapon it really feels like Kansas City has at this point. Heath, is, is, Kansas City gonna, is Cincinnati going to be able to stop the Travis Kelsey machine? You know, they kind of slowed him down earlier in the year. It's weird because he is from Ohio, and so you would you would think there's a little extra motivation there. And that with all of the things that have happened over the last couple of weeks, the talk about Joe Burrow beating Patrick Mahomes hmm. three times in a row, um, I don't know what player it was. It was a fantastic turn of phrase. But whatever Bengals player it was on the sideline saying, we'll see y'all at Burrowhead, um, <laughs> that, that was fantastic. But I just... Like if if I had if you guys saw me right now, you'd see a, a couple of cereal boxes behind me, and one of them's Magic Mahomes Crunch, and one of them's Kelsey Crunch. I have a really hard time believing that those two guys, hearing all the noise they've heard over the last couple of weeks, are going to let the Bengals come into Arrowhead for a and beat them for a fourth consecutive time. So. Like I'm glad I used Kelsey last week. I think that was absolutely the best week of Kelsey's playoffs, but I don't think they're going to shut him down like they did in the regular season. Uh, Rob, he also put Patrick Mahomes in there, gave him 16 baby bowl points, 17 baby bowl points if I round up a little bit. Uh, I, when I when I see Mahomes this week going against those Bengals, a little bit banged up on the ankle and everything, but he's practiced in full the last couple of days. I don't know if that's a smoke screen or what that is. What's your feeling on how healthy Patrick Mahomes is, Rob? I mean, I don't think he's going to be fully, fully healthy, but it, I think it's a good sign that he's been, been uh, fully practicing. Um, I mean, no one, you know, obviously really knows except for him, but obviously high ankle sprains are tough to really gauge. They can be tricky. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they 
try to not let him, you know, or he doesn't, his mobility is uh, kind of hampered a little bit, but at the same time, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he, he's going to go, you can see it even with the, the Vegas lines have been moving uh, daily pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I think they're kind of, kind of getting a, a vibe that he's definitely going to be playing and uh, they, they uh, definitely feel like he's going to be all right. Heath, you also chose a lot of great wide receivers this go around. You put C.D. Lamb in your flex spot, uh, gave you 22 po- uh, draft uh, baseball points, and he just went off. Kirk gave you 20, and Chase, of course, gave you 17 as well. All three of those wide receivers are fantastic. When I look at C.D. Lamb, though, you know, Jameer Chase is in that elite squad, right? You got Jefferson, you got Cup, you got Chase up there. I'm wondering though, Lamb kind of finished outside of those that that elite top five or six. Is he going to be able to sneak his way back in there or at least get in that top group next year and make himself a part of that fantastic wide receiver group that we have nowadays? Yeah, I think if you look at the guys who finished ahead of him, you talked about Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, like on a per game basis, those guys are all at 30, approaching 30, or heading into 31 or 32. And so I do think you're going to see CeeDee Lamb probably move into that category next year or definitely the year after that. He's already my number three wide receiver in Dynasty Leagues. Now, Chase and Jefferson are in a tier of their own, but Lamb is at the top of the next tier. And really, the reason I chose him, the reason I chose Kirk, is I plan on winning the whole thing. And I didn't think either one of those teams were going to win this week. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know, this is a good week. Lamb will be playing from behind. He'll have plenty of targets. Kirk going up against that Chiefs defense. I may just play players against the Chiefs defense the rest of the way out because I've got Burrow still left and most of the Bengals stack besides Jamar Chase and then I still have Jalen Hurts and the Eagles stack left as well. Yeah and that that does lead us into the next topic of who we have left and what's our strategy going forward in the baby bowl. You you burned Saquon and CMC last week as well. Not great running back weeks the last couple of weeks in the baby bowl playoffs here and I don't think it's a great Running back week again, it's almost like picking your poison because I don't think any of them are going to do very good this week, and I don't think any of them did any good last week, and I don't see them doing any good in the Super Bowl either. So it's like the lesser of all the evils is what I look at. But, Heath, when I look at your lineups too, I like what you said. You're going to stick on maybe one side of the fence uh, from the AFC side or maybe from the NFC side. And, and, Rob, is that how we have to do this? Do we have to concentrate this week in just picking whichever side we have got the – least amount or the most amount of players left because i i, I got to save some people left for the super bowl you know and i, I want to pick losers but the only loser that i feel like is going to end up happening this week is san francisco rob yeah it's tough it really is tough like once you get to this point because you know one wrong move and you have no quarterback left or one you know and then you're taking a zero in that spot in the super bowl um that's why i, I you know we had been talking about it throughout the playoffs. And I was, I've been saying that, you know, I kind of went into it with an idea that, you know, I wanted to be able to use the three kind of elite quarterbacks in the AFC with Mahomes, Allen and Burrow. That's kind of where I was, was, was thinking in my head. And so I was trying to plan that out. And then my hope was that the Eagles will make it so I can use Hertz in the, in the Super Bowl. Um, so it's kind of along the same lines that, that Heath was talking about. And I do think it's safer in a way, especially with quarterback to go that way, because you really, really don't want to be stuck in the Super Bowl with, with taking a zero at the quarterback position. There's almost no way you're going to take down a, a tournament with 160 plus people. If you're taking a zero in, uh, and there's only four weeks of, you know, playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think you should start Brock Purdy this week, Rob. 
I'm just going <laughs> to help you out. I'm going to give you a little word of advice to stop. Start Brock Purdy against that Philadelphia Eagle defense. Heath, that was a wonderful lineup. You did a good job. I don't know who you have left as I sit here and look at all your players that you used last week. I'm going, he has nobody left to play this week. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch Heath Cummings. Oh, I have got I've got so many people left. We were talking about quarterback. I still have Hertz, Burrow, and Purdy. So it's a pretty easy decision for me to play Burrow mm-hmm. this week, and I'm guaranteed to have a quarterback in the Super Bowl, one of those two guys, I would assume Jalen Hurts. At running back, I have Mixon, and we remember what Samaj P. Ryan did against the Chiefs the last time they played. I think he scored like 30 fantasy points, so I'll definitely have Mixon. I have to pick one of the two Chiefs running backs to play this week, McKinnon or Pacheco, but I st- should still have Miles Sanders for the Super Bowl. Where I'm a little bit weak is at wide receiver. I have both the Eagles. I have both the 49ers. Um, I don't know if there's any of the Chiefs that I want to play this week or in the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> yeah. It gets tricky. It definitely does. Rob put together a little uh, fun little competition that he has here in the Baby Bowl. Hey, Rob, uh, while we still have a little bit of time, let's, let's go ahead and give off the top 10 here for the Baby Bowl playoffs, if you don't mind, sir. At 10, we have at Billy Bob underscore DFS with 254. In 9th, at 87 underscore carry with 254 as well. In eighth, at Josh Kimmel OUS, 255. Seventh, at Fantasy Nav, 255.5. Sixth, at Into the Lad Pod, 257. Fifth, at FF Batman 23, 266. Fourth, at The Dunnet, 13, 272. Third, Agent Zero, 277.8. In <laughs> second, Superflex Dude, 281. And first, FM Burgie. 285 really that's it that's who we have i I hardly recognize any of those names i I know some of them because we do have a good community here at the bay bowl but i'm sitting there listening and i'm going wow i'm not sure that i recognize any of those i know i didn't hear my name there where where do we all rank and where are our points i think i'm at 244 i think that's where i think i am i could be wrong I could be absolutely wrong on that one, but I think I'm at 244. I, I looked earlier, and I don't know where Rob was. I thought Rob was in the leaderboard after the first week, and it, it, the, one of the things is in the uh, My Fantasy League, Rob's got two different divisions because that's how it has to get broken into the My Fantasy League. So we got the two different divisions, and they combine is what they do to, for the overall uh, competition, of course, and so it makes it a little bit more difficult to put them together like that. We're going to get onto my fantasy league about that. They're going to change that for us next year, going into the baby bowl, I believe. Yeah. So, and we've actually got a guy that put together a nice spreadsheet too that um um I pulled up here, and he uh, he it looks like Heath, you're in 16th overall, okay. and then I'm uh, I I don't know how how far I can go down to find myself. I know my wife's beating me ag- again. So his wife his that? wife. His wife won it all, the regular season baby bowl. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm not going to... That seems legit. No, no, reason to question, no reason to question that. <laughs> right? I know. Perfectly <laughs> I know. legitimate operation here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, she, she, she's not letting me live it down, too. That, that's the thing. I, so, I got into a good fight with one of my best friends from high school because we had a poker game, and my wife won the poker game, and he insisted that, uh, that we cheated. That you, so, I'm glad <laughs> it was an inside job. Huh? That you cheated the baby. Boy. I know. I said. I said. I'm glad this isn't the first year I've, I've hosted this, or else I don't think we'd have many people back. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the, the yeah. Yeah. So, no. I think but, I'm right under the guy with the cool whip. 
logo is what it is. I thought that was weird <laughs> that I was underneath the Cool Whip, but that's where I was. I thought I think it's two forty four. Anyway, good 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 competition so far. Look forward to the next couple of weeks here, guys, as we participate in the Baby Bowl. Good strategy as well, picking one side or the other. Uh, you got to think it out. You got to you got to just put your mind to it and try and figure out what your best options are. And don't burn yourself. Leave some options available for the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, speaking of Super Bowl. We've got four teams left. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles. We've got the 49ers. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs, and we've got the Cincinnati Bengals. And I thought it would be fun if we could just talk about who we think out of those four remaining teams. If we were to pick a Super Bowl favorite out of those four teams, using the food that those cities are most famous for, right? So, like, if, if you know, Kansas City's got the barbecue. Philadelphia's got the, uh, what, what, is, what, is those, what are those things called? Not sliders. They don't call them sliders. Cheese what is it? steak. Oh, the Philly yep. cheesesteak. That is right. Uh, so we got cheesesteak. And then I think in Cincinnati, what, would it be like Skyline Chili? Would that be the most? <laughs> I think that's the one where they put the chili on the macaroni. Yeah. Oh, and I don't mind macaroni. Or, or is it on spaghetti? I think it's spaghetti. Oh, maybe yeah. it's spaghetti. I think and it is they, spaghetti. And then they gave me a spoon to eat it with. And I'm going, how do you eat spaghetti with a spoon? And it's soupy. I, I didn't know. Yeah. But I don't know what San Francisco is famous for as far as food. Isn't rice aroni the San Francisco treat? <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> That'll be it. Rob, oh, who, what, what, what is your favorite food out of those four food choices? And you can't pick rice. No, you can pick rice aroni. I, <laughs> I have eaten a lot of rice aroni growing up, I'll tell you that. But I'm not going to go with rice aroni. I'm going to go with, I'm gonna, out, out of those, my favorite, it's really close between the barbecue and the Philly cheesesteaks, but I got to go Philly cheesesteaks. Like I love, I love a good Philly cheesesteak. So, so I'm a guy who likes to cook on the grill and I like to smoke meat and I have actually made a lot of chili. And I just think like, obviously we're comparing those three because the other one's rice roni. Um, <laughs> and less rice roni is a sponsor and then I love rice roni. Um, <laughs> but, um, like one place is putting their chili on top of pasta and the other place they have to cut their steak real thin and put cheese on top of it to make feel taste good. And the other place is just barbecue. Mm. Um, also I'm from Kansas city, so it's not fair. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I like, I like, I must say that, uh, skyline chili probably finishes last for me. I'll, I'll even take rice aroni over that. I, yeah. they gave me a bowl of skyline chili and I'm like, Hey, make it, make it like waffle house. Cause they gave me all these options. I said, scattered, smothered, covered, chunked it, diced it, whatever you got to do, just put something on there because I don't know how to eat spaghetti with, with chili. I don't know how to do that. So I wasn't into it. I love barbecue. We've got a big Bob Gibson's here in uh, the area that I'm in. And that's just the one most wonderful barbecue as well. So I, 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 I am with you, Heath. I'm going Kansas City barbecue as well. But I don't like. I don't like. Really, what's the difference between chili on pasta and spaghetti sauce and meat on pasta? Like it tastes a little different. I I agree. I actually I, I always see the uh, the discourse sometimes on Twitter. People talking talking down on Skyline Chili, and I I get scared to jump in. Just, you know how Twitter gets sometimes, but right. I I I. I don't mind the uh, the Skyline Chili, to be honest yeah. with you. Well, I hope I didn't offend anyone from Cincinnati, but I don't know anybody from Cincinnati, so I'm sure I didn't. 
<laughs> I, I think for me, it was just the soupiness of it all. I, I didn't like the soupiness. I, if it was okay. thicker, I would have loved it, I think. But it was soupy, so I didn't. All right, back to the games, guys, if we don't mind here. We have Cincinnati and Kansas City at 48-point total. And Kansas City, Rob, like you said, is now favored by one point today. But I've seen this thing jump all over the place, and it probably has a lot to do with the health of Patrick Mahomes. And I, I think that people are a little bit hesitant because they've seen what Cincinnati's been able to do against Kansas City. But he, I believe that the public is kind of thinking like you, too. They can't do that four games in a row. When I see this game, though, I don't, I don't know how your Chiefs, uh, Heath, are going to be able to pull this one off. Cincinnati just has swagger. They have something to prove. I think they got a little chip on their shoulder. And, and frankly, I just... I think they've got some really good weapons on the offensive side of things, and they can just light it up against that secondary that Kansas City has shown is just very vulnerable this season, Heath. Yeah, I think what will be really interesting is can the offensive line contain Chris Jones? Because that offensive line is, we think, going to be down three starters. It's possibly two of those guys could get back, but we don't expect them to. Um, and Jones is a beast. If, if Burrow has to dump the ball off, now that worked a lot in the first game because he just dumped it off to Samaj P. Ryan. He could dump it off to Joe Mixon, but it kind of takes the Jamar Chase deep shots off the table. I, Looking at this with the frame of mind that Mahomes is not 100%, I think you have to expect the Bengals are going to win. The one guy I really like in terms of a DFS or fantasy perspective, would be Joe Mixon because the Chiefs have had problems with pass-catching running backs and the Bengals have gone to that when they need it. They don't have a good offensive line right now, so I would expect they'll need it. Um, from a from a, ch- a cheaper perspective, though, I think one of the backup Chiefs running ba- or tight ends, specifically mm-hmm. Noah Gray or Blake Bell, could be really interesting. The Chiefs have thrown a lot of passes this year to tight ends not named Travis Kelsey, especially in the red zone. And Bell is actually their quarterback sneak guy if they have to go to that because they don't do it with Patrick Mahomes. So uh, one of those two guys getting into the end zone at 2,500 on DraftKings could be interesting. Interesting. What about you, Rob? How do you see this game playing out? Pretty similar. I mean, I'm I'm pulling for Kansas City just for <laughs> rooting interest oh, and, don't and, be and wallet interest. Up. Don't be kissing up the heat at this point. I'm accepting yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's more more of to be honest, it's more a wallet interest from oh. for myself. But but yeah, I I um I honestly am really looking forward to this game. Um, I do love both teams. I mean, as as a Northern Ohio guy myself, the Bengals, you know, kind of a rival for 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 my Browns. But at the same time, I it's it's hard not to like. Burrow, Chase, Higgins, and those guys. Like, I mean, they're just they're just a fun offense to watch. Um, so, yeah, I, I do agree uh, as well with Heath about the uh, the pass catching of Mixon. Um, uh, I honestly expected more of it last week because I kind of thought that the Bills D line was going to be able to get after uh, Burrow with the uh, with the the missing uh, offensive lineman for the Bengals. So I was kind of expecting more. I mean, obviously Mixon did really well. Um, but I was expecting more pass catching. I was expecting more of a, of a trailing game script. Um, so I think we could see more of that this week as well. And, um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I'm expecting. I do, I do have, I think the chiefs are going to win. Um, I just, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just think, I don't know if it's just a a bias of that. I think just Mahomes is so good, but, um, we're really going to see how, how hampered he is with on that ankle though. 
Okay. 49ers at Philadelphia. This game totals at 46 and a half. When I was looking at the public and how they're reacting to this game, everybody's taking the under on this game, by the way. Just, I mean, everybody's taking the under. So I'm not sure that it's going to reach the 46 and a half. I think it's mostly that they don't expect a lot out of San Francisco is what it kind of looks like here. Philly's favored by two and a half in this one, which is dumbfounding to me because they're at home. Usually that gives you about four points in the bag already. So they're not thinking that Philadelphia is all that much better than San Francisco. But man, Heath, this one looks like to me that Brock Purdy is going to come down to earth pretty hard in this one. I mean, he's a rookie and all those things. Do you think that narrative is going to be true or is Brock Purdy going to be able to defy the odds once again? Well, I've thought that for about five weeks now um, (laughs) and been wrong every time. And I'm going to say it one more time. I don't think San Francisco can (laughs) score enough points to keep up with the Eagles. Um, like I do think it's possible they come up in with the game plan that we're just going to ram Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell down your throat, and that might work. The Eagles have had some major struggles with the running game on and off this season, mm-hmm. and San Francisco has one of the best schemes in terms of a run game in the NFL. So that would be the way that things work out for San Francisco, but I would view it as a Eagles win by 10 plus points. I like Hertz. I like AJ Brown. I kind of like Quez Watkins as a surprise touchdown score. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I know Pierre is going to be listening to this. P, at Wee 31 my, my co-host over on the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network, and I say Kes Watkins all the time. And, and, and there you go, Pierre, right there, out of Heath Cummings' mouth, he said it too. So don't <laughs> give me a hard time, buddy Roe. How about them apples? All right? Uh, <laughs> I got to do it. Uh, hey, what about you, Rob? What do you think of this game? How, you think the same narrative, or how you think it's going to go? Yeah, because <laughs> like Heath, I've been thinking that Brock Purdy's going to come down to earth uh, for a while now, too. But apparently, I mean, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan is just a magician at this point, I feel like. But I don't know. Um, it's 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 going to be interesting. I do think that both teams have really good defenses. I do think that the 49ers have, like, obviously really, really talented playmakers. Um, I just think there's such a huge gap between Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. And no matter, I mean, I think, I think Kyle Shanahan is, is great. I think he, I honestly think he, he should be winning coach of the year um, for what he's done with, (laughs) with, with dealing with the quarterback situation and how far they've gotten. So I don't, and but at the same time, I do think Nick Sirianni is good as well. Um, I do think that there's just the the gap between Hertz and and uh, Purdy is just too much for the Forty ers to overcome this time. Over in the quarterback section of our DraftKings stuff, guys, who do you think? Now you got to you got to put expectations in there as well, right? You got to put expectations because nobody expects Brock Purdy to do a lot. Rob, I'll ask you first. Who do you think is going to be the biggest baby bowl boom player this week? Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, or Purdy out of those four? So, yeah, in terms of baby bowl, boom, obviously for baby bowl purposes, I mean, it's really going to depend on who you have left because you got to play that strategy. But um, I like Burrow a lot this week, to be honest. Um, I do expect, like we were talking before, I expected it to be the same way last week um, with a trailing game script, but I do expect them to be in a trailing game script. So I expect a lot of dropbacks out of Burrow. Um, a lot of volume, and obviously he's really talented. So, and I do think he'll be able to put up points against Kansas City as well. Is that your baby ball boom as well, Heath? I will go with Brock Purdy. 
I uh, I think that he, and I want to give Pierre a shout out as well because Pierre is a good dude, even if he was wrong about Quez Watkins. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is the top scorer. But in terms of relative to expectations, Brock Purdy's done it like eight weeks in a row. So why not one more? I will uh, take Patrick Mahomes then, just from a DraftKings perspective, because right now, from what I see, as far as ownership projections go on DraftKings, he's like at 18%, which is Ooh, lower like than Jalen Hurts yeah. and Burrow. So I, I, I'm going to go with Mahomes from a DraftKings perspective, if I can squeeze him in. He is 7,600, the most expensive one. Hey, running back room, we're looking at the Babel booms over here, and, and we got to have a bus, too, in here. And I think we wore out the bus on the quarterback room. But for me, as far as a running back room, I, I've got to say Joe Mixon. I just think they're going to ride that hot hand. They're going to pound it left and right with Joe Mixon. I don't know what it was last week with him in Buffalo, but they obviously had an agenda. I don't know if it was Buffalo that they were trying to – beat into submission or whatever they were doing but i don't know why they wouldn't try to do that again this week so my baseball boom is going to be joe mixon out of this group what say you heath i'm gonna go with christian mccaffrey like i said i think as long as he is okay in, in terms of the ankle philadelphia's run defense has been suspect the one problem for mccaffrey since he's got to san francisco is that occasionally they like to spell him with elijah mitchell i don't think in this game where they're likely to be playing from behind we're going to see near as much mitchell McCaffrey's the best running back in football. He's still available. His price isn't high enough. Play him. Okay. What about you, Rob? I definitely agree for sure with both of you guys. Is, is I, I love both of those guys. Um, I'm going to say Jarek McKinnon. Um, McKinnon was was awesome you know, down the stretch for a while. Um, I think he got banged up a little bit. I may be wrong on that uh, this past week. Um, but, you know, I was expecting a bigger game out of him this past week, to be honest. Yeah. And um, so I do think, you know, as long as he's fully healthy and ready to go, um, especially from a DraftKings perspective, he's, his price is at 5400 So I'm I'm definitely liking to play him as well. Two and a half DraftKings points last week, fellas. That, that's just he had 11 I attempts, too. I mean, I, no receptions, no targets. Just, just really weird. Hey, I know everybody's got uh, different sleepers this week. Can I tell you my biggest sleeper? It's all the way down at the bottom. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom at the running back room, I don't know if you guys got the DraftKings thing pulled up. Do you see it? <laughs> huh? What about a revenge narrative for Trey Sermon? I don't know if he's on the roster or not, but I saw Trey Sermon and I said, ooh, revenge week for Trey Sermon. How about them apples? <laughs> I, I, I think if you go one spot higher, uh-huh. Kyle Juszczyk, like that uh-huh. might be the guy who happens to get into the end zone uh, maybe once, maybe twice. We've seen that before. And I've also wondered, too, if we got McCaffrey and Mitchell banged up a little bit, which one is it going to be? Is it going to be Price or is it going to be Mason back there? I, I don't I don't know which one to choose if, if either one of those guys are banged up. It just I'll be in a flux. I don't know what to do. All right. Uh, let's see. The tight ends. Kelsey is the boom. We're just going to can we put Kelsey in the boom? I don't know if we need to do it relative to expectations, but we know <laughs> Kelsey is going to be the man if he has a chance to be the man. And if you don't use him this week, I don't know when you're going to use him. Right. I just I just don't know how you if you don't use him this week. What? Yeah. It's it's Kelsey or punt. One of the two, like you're either doing Kelsey or you're looking for a $2,500 option. Both those Chiefs backups are $2,500. I wouldn't mind that. Um, we saw Aussie Aussie have a, have a good game a little while ago, so maybe it's him. But yeah, there's not very many. Hurst has a chance to score, though, too, doesn't he, Rob? I mean, he scored last week. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind. 
Hayden Hurst, honestly, as well. Um, especially like if I was talking about the the game script being a, a pass heavy game script for for Cincinnati, um, that would benefit Hayden Hurst. Um, and he's only he's still only three thousand. So I actually don't mind Hayden Hurst as well. Um, from a baby bowl standpoint specifically, obviously, like you mentioned, if you you want to you want to get Travis Kelsey in. Um, I, I mean, I have I haven't used them yet. I'm probably going to be using them, um, especially because I haven't used either of the NFC guys. So I'm kind of in the same situation as quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, and both of the NFC guys, Kittle and and Goddard, um, I'd be happy with using either one in the Super Bowl. In the wide receiver room, we have Chase, we have Brown, we've got Smith, and I will say Debo Samuel as well. Which one of those four Heath do you look at as having the highest score when it's all said and done at the end of this week from a fantasy perspective? I think that the Bengals are going to be chasing the score, so I think it's Jamar Chase uh, playing from behind that gets the most points. But if it's not, then I wouldn't be surprised. We heard A.J. Brown chirping just a little bit about his number of targets. He could have a big game as well. Do you see any of those guys being a baby bowl bust this week? Any of those four? I'd, I'd be a little worried about Devo. Okay. All right. Rob, which one is your favorite out of that group? Definitely Chase. For sure, um, I, I love I love Chase this week. Uh, same kind of reasoning uh, as as Heath mentioned, as we've been mentioning, uh, high scoring high scoring affair, uh, trailing game script, all those kind of things. Chase has just been so good. Um, I actually kind of like T Higgins as well. Um, so so yeah, and he's you know you get a decent discount with him on on DraftKings too, 5400. So I definitely don't mind T Higgins as well. And um, I'm guessing a lot of people may have may or may not have used one or both of them in in baby bowl. So it's time to get them in there. Yeah, definitely. AJ Brown, I like that narrative too, Mm because he was barking a little bit last week. So he might be the squeaky wheel that gets fed. But boy, Devontae Smith has never mentioned, he's never talked about very much. And he's just been the guy, it feels like there in Philadelphia over the last part of the the year anyway, and when I look at his roster ship, he's at 50%. He's right up there with everybody else. Then all of a sudden you get a big drop-off there with Jameer being at 66, AJ being at 50, and Devontae being at 50 as well. Then people just start dropping off down to 39s, 33s, and then dropping all the way off. So uh, any sleepers here, uh, Rob, that you see from the wide receiver room that people might be able to turn to? For me, I think everybody's going to say Kadarius Tony. So I don't know. Kadarius Tony's everybody's sleeper. So let's take Kadarius Tony off the board. Who do you think might be a sleeper out of the rest of the wide receivers? Whew, um, I mean, I guess. Um, well, aside from that, I probably, I mean, I don't know how much how sleeper this is, but I mean, he's pretty cheap on drafting. So I'd say Ayuk. He's only 4,400. Um, I definitely prefer probably taking the, the discount from Debo at 5,700 down to Ayuk at 4,400, saving that money and going with Ayuk. So yeah, that would be the route I would go, I guess, for more of a sleeper, quote unquote. We're taking Tony off the board, Heath, and you've already stole my Kez Watkins pick, so you got to pick somebody else as far as another sleeper goes. Out of all these wide receivers for people trying to find somebody, a little diamond in the rough there in the baby bowl. Yeah, Watkins definitely my favorite, but I think Tyler Boyd um, below four thousand. I believe he's thirty eight hundred on DraftKings. And again, we've talked most of the uh, most of this time about a high pass volume for the Bengals. That could be good for Tyler Boyd as well. All right, I'm going to take Juju Smith Schuster. 
completely off the board and throw him away. Because he hasn't done anything for me. <laughs> I picked him in a playoff league matchup thing, and I, I was like, all right, come on, Choo-Choo. And Choo-Choo's led me nowhere but to the toilet, it feels like. this. So it's not been very good this year for me and, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Hey, great job, Rob. You did a good job. And I'm, I'm most proud of you for bringing Heath Cummings onto the podcast. Heath, you did a wonderful job, and I've already given you enough credit over the whole entire show. But, man, I do appreciate you coming on and joining us tonight. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for putting together this uh, this uh, baby bowl challenge. And uh, I'm looking forward to taking down the championship. Hopefully, I'll just <laughs> win each of the next two weeks. Then there will be no question who the champion is. That That's what Hutch said last week, too. Uh, Hutch said Brown joined us last week. Uh, he was the winner last week. So he said the same thing. I dang. didn't see him on the leaderboard this <laughs> no, week. No, so. it didn't work out as well for him. But, like, <laughs> seriously. It's gonna it's gonna work it's gonna work this time. I believe you, Heath. At Heath Cummings Senior over on Twitter. Check him out. Got a lot of different things going on in his bio over there, of course. And check out the podcast each and every week. CBS Sports does podcast I think three times a week now during the offseason for football and they always do a bang up job over there. Heath, we appreciate all your work and extending your courtesy to us, my friend. Thanks, guys. And thank you. Uh, Rob, good job, man. Good job. Bring it on, Heath Cummings, and and uh, of course. Everybody extends their gratitude towards you for putting on the baby bowl. You've always done a wonderful job with that. A lot of work is involved with it. So, Rob, you did a great job, too. I appreciate it. And uh, thank yeah, it's my pleasure putting it on. Um, you know, I really I really do enjoy it. And like we've talked about before, it, one of our favorite parts of the season is, you know, each week um, yeah. bringing on bringing bringing on the uh, the winner. And obviously this week being Heath. And, uh, you know, I, again, I just want to say thank you, Heath, as well. I'm, I'm a big fan, so it's a surreal moment for me. I listen to you guys, you know, pretty much every day at work uh, during the season and all throughout the off season. I love the, love the work you guys do over there. So, again, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, thank you for being a part of the Baby Bowl. I remember the first time you told me that very same words there, Rob. I, I remember when you said, you know, you were in awe of me, too. I remember that. <laughs> at Norton0723 over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. You can follow me as well at it over on Twitter. Please like, please subscribe, share the show, all those different things that you guys have been doing a great job doing all year long. Thank you so much for helping out with the Baby Bowl and everything else you've done, Fit Fam. We always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. See you next week. Ha, ha, ha.